on today's The Wine Club, we speak to Charlie Bach, who is known as Joe Hinson's filmer, but we find out that he's more than that. This episode, episode nine, I believe, is very unedited. It's one of the least edited uh, podcasts so far. So let me know if it's on YouTube, let me know in the comments section whether it sounds good. And if you're on Spotify, Apple Music, or any of the other podcast sites, let me know what it sounds like. Uh, get on Instagram at thewineclub.sbs. Please enjoy this episode with Charlie Bach talking about camera gear, NAS Festival, Joe Hinson, amongst a million of other things. Who are you guys working for? Who is this? It's uh, Skate Wine. Oh, beautiful. Did you say Skate Wine? Yes, sir. Hello and welcome to the Wine Club. Episode 9, I believe, I hope, and today's guest, Charlie Bach. How do you say your, how do you pronounce your surname? That was it. That was it. Bach. Bach. Is it actually? German. Bach, yeah. No mammies. I can't, way. I can't believe that. <laughs> I'm so stoked. You're one of the first to ever say it right. So <laughs> I was waiting for you to give me so much stick for saying your name like incorrectly. How is, people say Bach and I'm, yeah, Bach's fine. <laughs> I, I was just don't, about to say yeah. that. How, uh, how are you? How is today? It's been a cold and snowy day in England in in the middle of what's supposed to be the start of spring but i've had a good day um not been up to much didn't skate because covered in snow but yeah has it just snowed today yeah and it's planned to snow for days and we're supposed to be going up to nottingham me and joe hinson are supposed to be going to nottingham tomorrow but it might not happen now because the roads are covered in snow skate Should trip be fun though skate trip cancelled <laughs> it's never the weekends i like never the way I get my weekends off. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I like that you've already introduced uh, Joe. So how, why am I inter- Why am I interviewing you? Why are you here? Who are you? <laughs> I am Joe Hinson's filmer, and most people know me as that as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I met him like three years ago, four years ago at the skate park, and just been filming him ever since, basically. So uh, yeah, I've got some some good anecdotes with Joe some crazy street mission things that maybe we'll touch on. I don't think he mentioned them. I I, I did watch his podcast uh, a couple of weeks back or when it came out. I don't remember. <laughs> don't remember what he said exactly, but yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully have some good stories. Definitely. Definitely. Have, have you always been a filmer or was it something that you were pushed into by Joe Hinson? Yeah, <laughs> I, I've never filmed and um, apparently I nailed it first try and he was like, come back the, ne- come back the next day or whenever it was. And that was that. <laughs> Suddenly, I became his filmer. It's good stuff. I was just, I just like, I just wanted to skate. I just enjoyed skating, and I was quite excited to go film someone jump down a massive handrail. So, Joe Hinson's skating is insane, but so is yours. When did you start skating? Are you around the same age as Joe then? Yeah, we're the same. We're like two months. He's like two months older than me. No way. And so we're like exactly the same. And where were you? Where were you brought up then with your with your skateboarding? When did you When did you start skateboarding? There's photos of me aboard as a kid. And so like um I've been skating my whole life on and off. I never got good. I never like really stuck with it. I was like I'd be like dropping in and maybe I think I might have done rock to fakies. I like learnt to skate kind of in near Brighton in a place called Burgess Hill. And uh from from there my memories aren't great. I just remember just doing drop ins and stuff. I don't really remember a lot. So years and years passed and then I got back into it when I was like seventeen, eighteen like a lot of people do. 
and I just got really into it and I've been doing it since then basically so like seven years now I've been properly skating so how old are you now I'm 26 26 and Joe's 27 26 as well well. you said two months (laughs) yeah yeah we're like those two months when he's older than me I call him old I give him a proper razzing (laughs) (laughs) so so you were brought up in Burgess around Burgess Hill then I've kind of bounced between where I live now, which is, well, I'm in Russian now, but up around East Anglia and um, down in Brighton because my dad's family are down there. My mum's family are up here. So we've just bounced between, basically. I was born up north and then moved down south and, and so on. But yeah, I, most of my time, my memories have been up north. We only moved here like 10 years ago, maybe or more now. So uh, okay, not a lot of memories down south. So when did you first step on a skateboard then? How old were you? That, that's a question for my parents because I don't remember. When they you got, were young. They must have got me into Very young, yeah. I must have been like seven, maybe older, maybe younger. Do either, do either of your parents skateboard? Yeah, I'll say, I'll say yes because no. my dad was, he, he's done it, you know, and he can drop in and he can do, he used to do shove and stuff. So yeah, he's a skater. That's but I got him on the board recently and he, <laughs> he took a pretty hefty slam off the board and um, I think he's... Uh, he keeps telling me he'll get back on it, but we'll see. But yeah, he, my dad skates. My mum's not a skater though, but she's always been into like skate music and skate culture. And yeah, like they, they're they definite like skaters at heart, even if they don't ride the board. What what got you back into skateboarding when you were like 18 or 19? What brought you back into it? I don't even remember. I probably just saw some videos, maybe even, you know, Braille skateboarding videos or something, because that stuff was popping off back then. Um, they might have popped up in my feed and I watched them and I went, I, I used to skate. I kind of want to skate again. And probably just <laughs> set the board and started skating off that. I don't know. Like, yeah. I sold my, um, I had a Nintendo DS or 3DS and I sold that and bought a skateboard with the money. And it's probably one of the best decisions I've made now looking back. That's amazing. Do you have any sponsors? Um, yeah, I, I ride for Vitor Boving and, um, my mate designs amazing custom grip and I ride for them as well. And that's pretty grippy. I've got, I've normally got loads, but like little things like this that are just really cool. Is that grip tape? Board and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's grip. But so she'll do me whole sheets and she'll do me. If anyone's listening sorts. on the podcast, Charlie's holding up a, what looks like a pink, almost like a graffiti, pink graffiti cl- cloud. And that's the grip tape. Mm. That's awesome. But I've had like, um, Hypno Toad from Futurama and um, like anime stuff and, and cartoon stuff. She just does such an amazing job. So shout out to her and shout out to Vittel because we're filming a video and I'm in the streets now. Joe's forcing me to jump down my own handrails. I've seen <laughs> and, that in um, some of probably. the Instagram posts. You did that. Yeah, we're on it. We're on. You did that 50-50 down what can only be described as the sketchiest teethy ledge I've seen. And it had putty in it oh yeah <laughs> we had to bondo that and we used like a whole block of wax that was the that was so hard to skate i was not enjoying that ledge at all but um after that we went to a spot i did enjoy and i got a clip on and hopefully that'll come out at some point i'm looking forward to it yeah, do you prefer so... transition or street skating street skating street skating i cannot i cannot transition i am awful at transition like, last time i did transition i broke my collarbone so <laughs> like scared of it now it's, that's something when I was growing up skateboarding is people either took to transition or they took to street skateboarding and you had natural, I mean, some people have a natural ability throughout skateboarding, but 
I progressed towards transition for two reasons. One, because I quite enjoyed it. And two, because if I skated street, I'd get DLAM straight away. Uh, and I yep. didn't come from a very affluent background, so I had to wait for my next board, which could, could have been months, could have been years. So transition, less board usage, which I, th I think might be why street skating gets a far bigger push because you go through product a lot quicker. Yeah, like I'm I'm on Joe Flow because I film him here. He'll sort me a board every now and again. If I if I wasn't, I couldn't jump down stairs and destroy a board every weekend. Or you know, sometimes a board will last me a while, but as soon as I skate the street, I just I just destroy it like straight away. So I know what you mean. Joe Flow, I love that. He did mention that in the podcast. Yeah, yeah, he did make sure you've got to. That's how he describes it. I love that Joe was saying you've got to sort out your cameraman. I don't think that camera, like filmers in general, skateboarding filmers in general, get enough respect or like the time that goes into filming and editing. Do you edit as well? Do you edit the videos too? I've edited some. I edited the Dark Star one that he put out, Britannia. Wow, nice. And, um, I'm going to be doing the Vittal one and I'm going to be trying to do little adverts here and there and stuff. But yeah, I haven't done a lot of editing. I've done which, a little bit. Which program are you liking to use? I've I've got Premiere Pro. Premiere Pro, so monthly subscription. Use that it is, it is annoying, especially when I don't use it for a month. I'm like, oh, goodness, you know. But um, yeah, it's super. It's just the one I started using, and now I'm kind of hooked on it because I use I have a P2 camera, and the, it's the only thing that reads those clips as well that I've that I've heard. So I need to get a P2 reader, or I need to use Premiere Pro, basically. Uh, you need to look at uh, DaVinci Resolve. I use DaVinci Resolve and it's amazing. With filming Joe, did you film before filming Joe? Have you got a camera set up or editing knowledge before that? No, nothing. Never never done anything like this before. So it's oh, like really? my foot in the door. Yeah, and I wish I had that like, you hear about people who've been making their home videos for years and stuff, and that's their passion and stuff. But this kind of fell in, into my lap. And um, it's more through passion of skating than passion of filming, you know what I mean? That I that I enjoy it personally. But um, there's there's a joy in in when he lands it and I filmed it good. I feel like I've landed it too. Do you know what I mean? I know that feeling so <laughs> so well. And the worst feeling is when you miss a good trick. You've zoomed in oh too quickly, God. or you've cropped the bottom off. <laughs> Joe could have some stories. I've had. He's had to redo tricks two three there's one trick he had to redo four times because i was so close to him and i just could not get it right this was in the early days nowadays i'm like a, a robot my hands just do it i don't even have to think now but um in the early days i was definitely overthinking everything my foot had to be in the same place all right the, the frame of the bottom lined up perfectly with that piece of dirt on the stairs you know i really took it seriously to try and not to screw it up because you do not want to piss joe off as well <laughs> what what camera are you using then for filming Joe? Um, I've got a P2 HPX 170, I think. It's one you see all the time. Um, and that's what I use for the long lens now, because I bought that about a year and a bit ago. But for the fisheye, we use Joe's DSLR. I think it's a Nikon something. I'm not 100%. But that does the job. I've just got a fisheye for my camera. But um, it's a little bit... You wouldn't want to change fisheyes halfway through filming, so... Is that for the like, P2? Yeah, I've got a... Like a death lens. Not, not a century, just one of the cheaper... Yeah, I, th I think it's um, Realm, a Realm lens. Okay. Which it seems pretty good. 
And what make what makes the P2? I'm not. I, I'm terrible. I love my DSLR cameras, but I don't know anything about actual camcorders. My knowledge is is very slim. I'm supposedly a professional filmer, but as far as the cameras go, I, I'm not 100. percent But um, it's a Panasonic Panasonic X170, the one. I, so yeah, yeah one nice. Of the, not one of the. Yeah, because I'm on Panasonic. Does the job. It's good. But the uh, the podcast I'm filming on at the moment is the Panasonic S5. I've got the GH5 back at home, and I'm hoping to upgrade one day to the S5 too because they've just enabled. They've got like this new. Um, autofocus system phase phase detect auto system there we go with filming joe then what uh what's been your best or most memorable filming experience with with joe did you were you there sorry to I'm double questioning were you there for the the, ch the ca champion skateboarding companion uh huge front page 50 50 rail yeah i was there i filmed it and um we actually went back to get the photo with um Way. the with the magazine's head photographer i think he is i can't remember his name so hopefully he doesn't watch this um but um when i was there the first time we took the photo just as a we're here let's take a photo so i got basically exactly the same picture as the cover on joe's camera it looked exactly the same and we sent that to the mag and the mag were like your lens isn't good enough it's too low quality which was such a shame because i would have had that cover imagine me just with a random cover that would have felt really good but um another day he came down and we went the second time he joe almost landed it like in a few tries just one of the first tries he got on it and he ground it all the way to the bottom and it was insane um but yeah i was there i felt i was there both days for the photo and for the uh video which was amazing and that was like definitely an rail but to go to your first question and uh, there's so many moments but one that always stands out for me is this moment in brighton and the clip's not out yet, so I can't say what happened. But um, there was just a huge crowd, and I did not think it was going to happen. And then suddenly, it, it just went down, and everyone lost their minds. And it was for for some reason that one stuck with me, and I can't but, wait for that footage to come out. That was the best experience with with Joe. It was it was a good experience. There's also been so just like getting to go places like the UK Championships and and um, on on these trips with him. There's so many good memories. The kind of things you're you'll have you know forever have you managed to get any media passes for anything don't think so no i'm always i'm just plus one at nas i think i met you there that might have been the first time i met you so i i get to be his plus one if he takes me and normally i get in with him but um no media pass yet then i have just, to angle one of them i need some advice for uh you just you just blag it you send emails and say you're amazing and then they ask for a pdf presentation and then you send them a pdf presentation with all your cv nonsense in it like you'd have now have that insane video of Joe doing that rail and it got on the front of uh, Skateboard Companion. That's good, actually. Yeah, that's good for the portfolio, that one. And the Darkstar video. That's insane. Yeah, stoked on that. I've stoked just, to edit that. I've just looked it up. It's Leo Sharp. I wonder whether it might have been Ryan Gray, but it's Leo Sharp that yes, is there. Yes, Leo. Yeah, yeah. I should have known that. Lovely guy. He's really, really nice guy to be around for the day because we went and tried to get some of her photos and, and I was filming, obviously. Yeah, Leo Sharp. Yeah, he's sick, dude. Did he did he take any photos of you? I don't think he did actually. No, but sometimes we'll be out. Like I got a photo Saturday with um one of my favorite people. We go out with Tom Quigley. Shout out to Tom because um anytime he's on the mission, I have a lot better time because I got someone to help make fun of Joe with me. You know, <laughs> it's not just Joe making fun of me. Suddenly I got backup. You know. <laughs> 
Joe's um anyone that knows Joe knows knows what he's like. <laughs> yes, definitely. He's a madman. What's been your favorite spot to, to film at? Favorite spot? I've probably filmed the most at this famous rail in Milton Keynes. There's this like nine stair or eight stair. It's undercover. And um, you know, it's like a legendary spot in Milton Keynes. I've filmed Joe do like three or four tricks there. I like Nottingham a lot because Nottingham's got loads of good spots. Yeah, I don't really have a favorite place I filmed. It's more like favorite missions that we've gone on. Like we went on a London mission and that was a really good time. I really enjoyed that mission. Just the whole crew out with uh, Vitor. I wasn't riding for them at the time. I was just filming. I ended up getting a clip or two of my own though and getting a photo as well, which it's a really cool photo actually. And I wish it had been used for sync. I was saying just shout out to Matt Law who runs Vitor and it's an amazing photographer as well. Wicked. Going back to your point about NAS, was that your first NAS festival? Yeah. I, I've been to a lot of festivals, but that was my first NAS festival. How did you, what was your experience? How did you feel? What was the... The skating was, was awesome. Um, not my kind of festival for that kind of festival vibe, but a very unique experience. I had a good time, <laughs> for sure. I'm looking forward to this. Year. I love that's the most polite way to, to describe NAS, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to anyone that doesn't skate, don't go for the music. Don't go for the the crowds. I love uh, drum and bass. <laughs> it's not so much the music, the people. It was. It's for. It's definitely for the younger crowds. I think I'm a little bit a uh, little bit past my prime, I should say. I had that kind of music. I had Janine over from Mexico, and she, she well, she was helping me actually. She had, she was um, my filmer basically for that weekend. Basically, I did a Joe with you, but I got Janine. and we were in VIP camping and we ended up next to a tent well two tents separate one tent had a couple that were just arguing the whole weekend and they were just gonna honestly it was the most toxic relationship I've ever had to listen to all night saying they're gonna murder each other and then on the first night which I think was the Thursday there was some guy that had like k-holed like he'd they'd all obviously on cat and they spent like two hours just every five minutes like Joe, Joe, I, I don't think his name's Joe, actually. Let's make it a different name. But George, 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 are you all right, mate? George, let, oh, he's just K-holing. George. And I was just like, you know, this is, this is the UK, basically. This is the UK. <laughs> yeah. oh, do, you, do you have any good memories yeah. from NAS? What was your favourite thing about NAS? Um, meeting, meeting loads of the American pros, like Evan Smith. I sat down and we, me and Joe were just sat with Evan Smith and I was talking to him about his band from years ago. He did some some music under Moth Prism that I got really into. So I was talking to him about that and just just watching him skate a bit as well and stuff like Evan Smith was there. Um, Tishod Johnson, who's an awesome, awesome guy. Really enjoyed meeting him. And um, the, the French, Adrian Boulard, I think his name is. He's a, he was um, a, a character, I'll put it like that. He was an interesting guy. So yeah, just getting to meet them and watch them live was just awesome, you know? And watching Joe as well, like Joe killed it at NAS that year. And, you know, I'm trying to like help him out a bit, and, like coach a little bit, you know, even though I don't know what I'm doing really. I mean, I know a bit about comps, but NAS, it was just such a cool experience. Like um, lots of people to meet. Yeah, I met you, I met Rob, of course. That was the highlight, sorry. That should have been my first answer. Um. 
my first yeah, interview with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. I was I was more nervous for that than like when I'm dropping in for my runs at the UK champs or anything. I was like, oh my god. Being in front of the camera instead of behind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not not something I'm used to. But like Joe's always there, like, yeah, be mean to him. Be really mean to him. I'm like, I don't know how to be mean to someone. I'm just trying my best, you know. <laughs> I I have to say the the funniest and most annoying thing about what I've done with skatewine is that like people like Joe who I know will give me stick and I know them and I'm like oh they're just joking but like you'll get every now and again especially like at NAS festival you'll get someone that you don't know that might have watched one of your videos and they think they can just be nasty to you and you just just like what why why are you saying these horrible things yeah. <laughs> it's, it's obviously <laughs> I'm obviously producing this it's not I'm not just going to festivals and skate competitions and people are just being nasty to me oh that sounds that sounds lame it's only literally Joe was just like yeah say this say that and I'm like I don't want to be mean <laughs> I, in actual fact yeah. I believe uh, actually no I think it was the NAS before COVID I had a I had a mullet and a mustache and I was walking back to the tent and I walked past this guy and he was like, oh, look at that guy. There's a, there's a group of like teenagers, late teenagers, probably early 20s, all around, like not a campfire, but in the circle, around the tent. Like, look at that guy. He looks like he fucks his sister. And they were like, ah, like, well, funny. <laughs> so I shouted back, yeah, well, at least I fucked my sister more times than you've ever fucked anyone. And he was just, <laughs> he was just like totally not expecting me to have a comeback. And I felt so bad because all of his mates were laughing. All of his mates were laughing. And then I like kind of waved at him and he lifted up his arm and he didn't have an arm. And I was like, oh, now I feel really, like, I know he's giving me shit, but I, I, but I suddenly <laughs> felt told me so bad. Like, I was like, oh, no mammies. Papa, I love how Joe's already told me that story. <laughs> That's amazing. I oh. tell everyone, it's funny how much NAS has come up in these podcasts. And I think that festival is so important for skateboarding for the reasons that you mentioned with the pros coming over and i don't know whether you've noticed but the intro and outro to my podcast is actually taken from last year's festival with uh i can't what were they both their names uh something evans i, I should know evan smith evan smith evan smith and was oh, it ryan and, um, and wes wes kramer are you talking yeah so it's actually I those two one day they'll be like, we don't want you. To, we don't want to be part of your intro or outro. But at the moment, they are my intro and outro as I go over and interview them. I remember that now, actually. Yeah, because uh, I I'm not much of a podcast listener, but I'm trying to listen to you. I've only seen Joe's one, but I'm I'm excited to to listen to Ben Grove, and um and and the others obviously. Like I saw Ben Grove pop up and recently learned about him. I was like, oh, I'm excited to listen to that one. Lots of good feedback on the Ben Grove one, actually. I love having feedback. And hearing what people think about how the interview style is and i mean it's not easy to do podcasts uh, in actual fact this is the first podcast i've done with someone who's got a professional mic and i had a question of why do you have a professional mic are you a music musician as well yes but and back in the day i definitely tried my hand at production and, and music properly but um, now, yeah, I just play guitar. I have the mic from back in those days when I um, used to make music. And now I've got the mic. I play a, a, a lot of guitar and stuff, and sometimes I'll record myself. But yeah, I've, I've, it's, it, it must be nice to have a good mic for a podcast because I don't know what Joe was using, probably his phone. And it's just, you know, it sounded fine. It sounded good. But um, 
most people don't have professional mics and stuff. I was like wondering if I could set my camera up somehow to be a webcam, but I, I didn't even, I didn't get that far ahead. <laughs> I set mine up to be the production camera. So what you're seeing is my laptop and what everyone else sees is yeah. the S5. And I can't tell you how much of a nightmare it was to learn about OBS, making sure that uh, Panasonic Lumix was working as a webcam exactly what you've mentioned so it's not as straightforward as people think and OBS now yeah. that I've got into it I understand it and it's a really good program but it's really difficult to understand to begin with it's got a bit of a learning curve to it so yeah I used it once I don't remember anything it's like 10 years ago but, um I remember it being confusing for sure I've not actually asked this in any other any of the other podcasts but what's your what's your kind of music then what's your favorite music what do you listen to pretty varied um and most people always say oh, i listen to anything and yeah I, I do to an extent but like when i'm chilling at home i don't put on metal or um hot drum and bass i'll put on chill music but when i'm on my way to the skate park that's when i put on some like it music to fit the mood basically um been listening to greta van fleet which is like a rock band they sound a bit like zeppelin at the moment just one i've gotten into recently but I listen to anything. It's hard for someone to put on a song and I'm like, turn it off, you know? I'm exactly the same. And I don't know why I've not ever brought up music before because music, even art and skateboarding, they all kind of go together. And the same with Joe is a carpenter by trade or he's a handyman by trade and stuff like that's always in skateboarding, graphic design, I'm a graphic designer. What do you, what do, you do as a profession? Um odds and ends at the moment I've just moved so I'm like looking for new jobs but in the past I've worked with Joe I've worked um in shops I've done all of that and now I've obviously filming I'm trying to try and attend to a bit of a job I make money here or there off that but not really um so yeah not nothing like concrete nothing set in stone well, just like got, odd jobs here and there for you've got the skill set now with Dark Star and uh, the Skateboard Companion film. Well, he's got a zero part coming out soon, right? So you must have some footage in that that's coming up soon. I've, I've filmed every clip, <laughs> basically. <laughs> There's you, Actually, he went to California and I wasn't there. So a lot of the Cali clips weren't me. But like, for the most part, I film every clip. So, you know, that's a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of content, a lot of portfolio content. So yeah. I, I bet he missed you. I bet he missed you out in California. <laughs> he was calling me every day. <laughs> it was oh. I can. I. I, I was like, oh, finally, I. You know, I got my weekends. I can. Um. I think I went traveling because I've got a converted van, so I like. I'll go travel around when I've got the money for it. And um. But yeah, he's, he calls me. He was calling me on WhatsApp every day. Being like, oh yeah, I'm. This is what's happening. Every other day, I'd be like, yeah, cool, Joe. Sit. You know, it was, it was good. It was cool to hear. I was always excited. He'd be like, I've just, I'm just going skating with Dane Berman and the Zero guys. And I'm just met Jamie Thomas and all of this. I'm just like, damn, this is so cool. You know, like, I was really enjoying hearing about it. I do love Joe Hinton for that reason. He's one of the few people, actually, that I've managed to get on the podcast so far that keeps in good contact with me and lets me know what he's doing, which is really nice. Like when he was in America, he was telling me like, oh, I've done this rail or I'm doing this or don't show anyone this, but this might be in a future video. He's just yeah. so much positive energy. I describe him when I'm on the phone to him, I describe it like you're, when you're trying to get your grandma off the phone and you're like, yeah, okay, um, got to go. Um, and they're just like, oh yeah, oh, oh, and this and this and this and they keep it going. And like suddenly you realize you said 
said you had to end it 20 minutes ago and you're still on the phone i've had calls end with joe that have been on for two hours and i'm like oh my goodness oh my goodness like how's it still going but yeah i mean can't get him off the phone but he's a chatty one and i think i'm 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 a good listener so it's all right <laughs> uh but so you've mentioned a couple of times that there's some stories that joe has left out and I would absolutely love to give you this opportunity to remember any stories that you would like to bring into the equation that we didn't manage to hear in last in the Joe Hinson podcast. It's mm, just like little things that happen out in the streets. Like um, one time we were filming and there was a house party going on and there was beef at the house. Some guy got kicked out and he came back and he had a, he literally had a sword and a like and a long dagger in his hand and he's like swinging the sword over the fence and this guy came out and me and joe were like right we've got the clip it's time to go kind of thing did you film it just like we um on my phone i got a little clip and you see it a bit but you can't really see it because we'd already packed up like we were we'd finished we'd packed uh, up my camera right. was away and i was like this would have been such good filler you know proper english filler like you see in um get lester vids and stuff but i, I was just about to say that I always say that to Yanine is the amount of aggro that you get to see in the UK compared to here is insane. It just blows my mind how aggressive people can be in the UK. Like when I came back from Mexico, like this time last year, I went to a bar and I went to the toilet and I was having a shit and someone didn't like the fact that I was farting. And whilst they're in the urinal, their mate was telling them a story, like full blown story. And whilst their mate was having a, a, a story to his other mate, his mate interrupted him and was like, oh no, that's not right. And his mate was like, what? He's like, that's not right, that. What's not right? Oh, that sound is disgusting. And I just remember sitting on the toilet like, I I've been in the UK for one day. For one day, and this guy is trying to, <laughs> trying to start on me for having a shit in a toilet. Like, unbelievable. And the funniest thing is, the guy started, like, continued the conversation like his mate hadn't said anything. And then when they, like, I don't even know if they washed their hands, but when they walked past the cubicle door, he was like, ah, oh, it's disgusting, that. It's like, dude, seriously, you're in a urinal. Like, what were you expecting? Some people just hate the world, don't they? England's full of um, colourful characters. And the streets, you get a lot of people, lovely people that I love it, and horrible people who hate it, you know. It's just part of, part of being in the streets, I think. I always Luckily, I've just it. got the camera, so it's nice and You've got to make sure you get those clips. I, I just think it's the lack of the vitamin D. I genuinely think that there's not enough vitamin D so people get more aggressive. With, with regards yeah, to seeing me. stuff in the streets and that story, have you ever been in trouble with, with security or the police? No, we just get kicked out. It's never like, it's never trouble. Um, like, we've actually never had the police. It's normally just, you know, caretakers or um, security. They just say no more and we're polite for the most part. We're not like 16 year olds trying to cause trouble. Like if we're getting kicked out, we're getting kicked out and we're just going to move on. Um, exactly. And come back another day. Joe, Joe's so not very respectful. Really um, if a security guard comes up and it's really aggressive and stuff, Joe will give it back a little bit, you know, just like, why are you being like that kind of thing? But um, there's never been any trouble. And I've been filming Joe for three years and we've never had any like big trouble happen. So so where, where do you and Joe usually skate then? Do you usually just skate the streets or do you skate any skate parks locally? Um, Cambridge is where we used to skate all the time. So like uh, Trumpington Skate Park is this lovely one that got built like a, maybe a year or two ago. Yes, Joe mentioned It's a really that good one. park. Really good park. And uh, so we go there most of the time. But um, 
there's li- lots of little parks in England, and I think it's the same in where you're from in like Devon. I think you're from Devon, aren't you? Like yes, down yes. there, it's loads of little parks, lots of um, tiny parks spread around in all the villages rather than these big pub parks, like the one in Watford, Oxy Park, that's recently been built, that's massive and has everything. I would love more of them, but instead we end up with all these little ones. So you kind of, you have a lot to choose from and they're not, they're, they're, none of them have everything. So we'll kind of go all over the, the the near area. And then on the weekend we go streets. So we get to skate skate parks in cities like Birmingham, Nottingham, Coventry, you know, all, all around East Anglia. So not nowhere specific, but Trumpington's like the base of operations for me and Joe. Joe loves that park. It's got big rails and stuff. So the training ground then. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You... I, I was just saying, I skate that stuff as well. So for me, it's it's good fun as well. Like, um, I can't, I'm terrible at skating ledges and stuff. So give me some stairs to jump down. What's your, <laughs> yeah. your favourite trick? Favourite trick to, like, for how it feels to do or just in general, how it looks? Both. Everything. Let's go both. Yeah, let's go both. I mean, I love a pop shove. I'd, I would send that down anything. No it just way. It would feel good to me. I lost them recently. So now it's probably heel flip. I'm a massive heel flipper. Um... But I wish I could do like big heel, just a, a, a really nice big heel. Um, Mike Burtis has a, he's an amazing American pro. He had this, um, apart for Darkstein, does this amazing Nolly big heel. I think it's Nolly, Nolly or Fakie. She looks so good. I'd, I'd love to be able to do that trick. The pop shove it. I, I learned, it's one of those, it's one of those tricks that you learn and then you're like, oh, I've done the pop shove it. Now I'm going to go onto the kick flip or switch flip or heel flip or whatever. And I've always had a dislike for pop shove-its. Nolly pop shove-its, pop shove-its. Uh, front, slide, front slide pop shove-its I've liked because I always have struggled with them. But I, I, I'm a really ashamed because I really like the guy. But there's a guy in Taunton that does the sickest pop shove-its. And I was like, I need to relearn them. And actually, they're so hard I, because I haven't done them for so long. They're so difficult because you're not doing it. The proper pop of mine. To proper get him up there. But um, I, I was only thinking of flat ground when I said that. To be fair, my favourite trick's back lip and front board. Nothing feels better than that. But yeah, flat ground. I love pop shove it. I'll, I'll pop shove it. I used to. I used to pop shove it down like any drop because it would come to my feet and I'd catch it nice and high. And it was just that trick that was comfortable. I'd pop shove onto like round rails and stuff. I was, I was round down rails. Just like pop shove onto it and lock in and, and be happy. I've lost them recently. So I'm not such a fan of them at the moment, but um, yeah, like I, I love rails. Like nothing feels better than a front board. A front board is like just the best feeling. You're like on it. You're you're twisted round. It's just it feels so good. Yeah, the the pop shove it, catching a pop shove it, and not doing a horrible floppy one. They are the the best. And a front board slide. I used to love them. I started off loving them when I first started skating. Went through it and then snowboarding got me back into front front board slides like snowboard front board slides look amazing like anything where you're like looking the wrong way down something even if blunt like I've a front blunt yeah i've I've only just learned front blunt i wouldn't say it feels good but um it's a cool trick it's a cool looking trick it feels at the moment really hard to do for me but it's a really cool trick back tails a lot more comfortable than front blunt for me. did joe did joe teach you that one because he does them all he just flick blunts doesn't he yeah he taught me front blunt um when Joe teaches, he basically just says, do it, um, and you just do it. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he gives me pointers when he can. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, how do I do this trick? He's like, I don't know, I don't do it. I'm like, okay, sick. <laughs> Cheers. 
Have you been to the the what? I just smacked my mouth with the water bottle, and now it's bleeding. So that's a classic schoolboy error. Uh, did you go to the Watford skate park? Have you been to that one? I haven't been there yet. It is great. Um, it's got a bit of everything. It's like Street Plaza, and yeah, I went I went once with Joe, and I filmed him, then got injured and barely skated it. And um, but on the way to pick him up from Cali last year, I um, stopped on the way and got a good skate in there. And yeah, it's super fun. There's a lot to do there. But a transition off the street. I think it's like a three million pound massive park on the uh, west side of London. So I could... um, most have have heard of it, I think. So yeah, it's just such a good park. Definitely worth the trip. I couldn't agree with you more on your point about it's something I've complained about from the beginning of skateboarding, my skateboarding, is the amount of little parks, especially in Devon, that aren't, even in Biddyford, I love Biddyford's Park and what uh, Torridge District Council did was really good. And we got a professional builder in, uh, Canvas. Oh, I was going to say, did Biddyford, did Biddyford ever get its skate park renovation? Because I remember your video six years ago. I yes. Watching that. Oh, nice one. Yeah. <laughs> so off the back of that, one of the council workers or a youth worker became the, the manager of a committee group, which I was a part of. And the skate park is really great. I love it. But it's it's all so small, like it's all small ob- obstacles. Really good, actually, because I've never been a street skater or a rail skater. Since they built that park, my rail abilities has gone through the roof. There's that skate park in Victoria. Is it Victoria Skate Park in London, which is huge? You've got Bath, which is quite big. And I can totally understand why you have little parks. I understand why councils can't get together. And a skate park like Biddyford is perfect because it's really good for learning. And then if anyone takes skateboarding to their next level, they can go to places like Mount Hawk or Bath or Bristol, you know, where the bigger parks are. But I can't agree with you more on that point. I, I mean, it is good that you've got the little ones because kids can go to the local park. So in a way, it, it makes more sense. But once you get into skating properly, you just want a big park where there's a huge community. So, but I mean, I, I when I was traveling and I've been to Boardmasters Festival, so I traveled down through Devon and skated a few parks that way. And I remember them being like, like anywhere, just you've got these amazing ones and then you've got these terrible ones and you don't know really know till you're skating it. Because a lot of new ones have popped up. So there's all this new concrete. Um, some of them are made really nice. Some of them are made really strange. And then you'll you'll be looking and there'll be all these prefab metal old school parks like like in your video um where it's like falling apart and it's rusty and it's corroded and you're like all right i'm not going there you know <laughs> not gonna not gonna be able to skate that you've done more you've done more research on me than i have on you in this interview <laughs> it's the wrong way around <laughs> i maybe i have some interview experience of, of my own nice I've, I've done them and they are hard. they are hard work so uh props to you for doing these podcasts they're really good i really Thank- enjoyed the one i watched i can't wait to watch more Thank you very much. With the, with you saying about travel, it's actually going to be my next question that I've written down. You said about going to Boardmasters. Have you been anywhere abroad traveling uh, on yourself for skateboarding or with Joe filming? Not with Joe yet. He wants me to come Cali. Oh, that's a list. That's on the list now, isn't it? I would love to go. It's just if I can. Um, I haven't traveled skateboarding, but I went to Lisbon because I stayed with a uh, friend in Lisbon and I skated when I was there. This is before I met Joe, though. I was, uh, was, wasn't very good at skate. You know, I was like doing 50 fifties and the odd flip trick. And that's about it kind of thing. Nothing like nowadays when I kind of feel like I can flow around a park and really feel comfortable there. So yeah, not, not really, not really skate, not really. I've been on a few family holidays and I've been on a, the odd holiday on my own, 
but otherwise I'd love to do more skate trips. I'd love to do like a Europe trip or a California trip with Joe. Like it's just not really a lot of money to, to be thrown around in skateboarding. Like they can't really pay to fly people out and all of that. So it is that, the way it is. I'm that was, that was something that Amy brought up in the previous podcast is about the fact that she's so lucky to have had the ability to go traveling with skateboarding. And now that she's Route 1 TM, they've just been to Laos. And like you were saying, there's not enough money. And well, I hope now with it being in the Olympics, there will be a little bit more of an injection for good skaters to get around with their filmers like Joe and yourself and see different parts of the world and skateboard. Because I've done so much traveling and you learn so much with traveling and seeing different skate parks seeing different people, meeting different skaters from different cultures. So I hope that with the Olympics, there's more opportunities for that. What's your take on the Olympics? I think that with regards to skate parks, it's been a really positive thing because we're hopefully now not going to have prefab metal ramps like I started on, which I'm still grateful for. What do, yeah. you, what do you think about I'm the good. Olympics? I, love, I think it's awesome. I think it's good. If it's going to bring people into skateboarding and it's going to bring money into skateboarding to build more parks and stuff then awesome like I'm not thinking like grassroots no it's got to be cool it's got to be underground because I love it and it it's been there for me through you know the ups and downs of of my young adult life and I want other people to have if they want to I want them to have that experience as well where they can get into something that they love as much as I love skating so anything that spreads it you know the Olympics is awesome I'll be watching I love watching the comps I love I watch Tampa Pro that's just gone I love watching a good comp and it inspires me a lot so Tampa Pro what a thing to bring up I have seen a, a number of clips from that did you see most of it did you see the the, the competition was it live streamed or something I watched uh, yeah, it was on YouTube. I watched all of the qualifying and the semis and the final. I can't get enough of uh, of that kind of stuff. It's so good. It's all gone from my memory now, but it was so good when I was watching it. <laughs> What's, can you remember any of your favourite skaters or tricks that were had? Because I've seen some insane stuff that went down that weekend. Um, I, there was a moment when I like literally sat up and was like, what? I think it was when Chris Jocelyn landed his round because I love Chris Jocelyn. Um, but there's a skater I love called, um, probably butcher the pronunciation. I think it's Kairi Netsuke, Japanese skater. He rides for zero and um, he does like heel flip front board, heel flip back tail. He like heel flips into stuff and I, I heel flip into front boards and stuff. And I love seeing it because it's like the trick I'm trying to get good at. So I'm just inspired when I see him skating. He's got such a cool style as well. I can't explain how much respect I have for people who can do heel flips now because when I started skating 15 or 20 years ago, whatever it was, 20 years ago, the heel flip was, it was like the varial flip now. People hated the heel flip for absolutely no reason. And back then, dare I say, I was into a little bit of peer pressure. I just learned to kick flip and I just stayed well clear of heel flips. The only heel flips I could do were nolly heel flips. But heel flips I stayed away from. And now, you, now heel flips are like in with skateboarding i go to a skate park and i'm just like oh, i just I, I can do them but they look awful they look it's like my pop shove it so it's like you need to be able to your heel flip is amazing pop flip catch it there, there was that osiris skater with the dreads who does who does the best heel flips 
he's uh, he's got such a good style i love watching osiris skate and i've been filming with him and i filmed him as well and he's yeah he's he's got talent that kid i'm trying to like um get him out on missions with me and because he, he's an mk he's in milton Keynes. so recently i like hit up tommy corbridge if you know that you know tommy and yes. um went down and me and tommy went and had a had a little filming day so yeah, I'm hoping to get some more clips of Osiris because he just makes everything he does look so good. And he's the nicest guy ever as well. Like literally such a nice guy. I love this, him. This is the funniest skate miscommunication I think I've ever had with anyone. But there was a skater back in the like late 2000s, I think it was probably 2006, 2007. Oh. And, he, and, he, and he was a skater for the shoe company Osiris. The, <laughs> amazing. This guy's called Osiris and he rides... He gets Osiris shoes as well. So it's like, oh my god! I did not know this, and he has the best heel flips. He's got he's got great heel flips, great kick flips. He's got dreads, and he's yeah, his name's Osiris, and he rides Osiris. So, and maybe Osiris only sponsor people who can do really good heel flips. Now I'm thinking, I, Osiris, send me some shoes, please. I'm <laughs> I'm desperate. Does he shoes still... is the one thing I do not. It's yo tambien. Yeah, same. Does he does he ride the D three? Has he had any D threes through the moon boots? I don't know, but they're big. They're big shoes, and I'm like, not my style. I like cup soles, but they're not my style. The Osiris, so a little bit much. But I, I'll, I'll wear anything. Give it to me. I'll ride it. I don't care. You know. <laughs> I love it. You just like send me some shoes, but I don't like big shoes. <laughs> <laughs> send me some shoes. I hate them, but I'll ride them. That's <laughs> Uh, with, with that in mind, who's been your inspiration through your skateboarding? What's been your favourite skater when you maybe when you got back into it when you're 18 and 19? All good questions uh, and very hard questions, I think, because it's always changing. It's like when someone asks you what your favourite song is. It's like, what, when, what time of the year do you want to ask me? You know, um, I can rattle off a few names though that have been influential. Like I was, I'm a massive Chris Jocelyn fan because I love how he makes stuff look. And so he was one of the guys I loved when I got back into skating at 18. Um, then I went through, I, I ended up loving Milton Martinez when he dropped his demolition part. I, that's all I watched. I just watched that on loop because I just thought it was so gnarly and so, so sick. Um, meeting Joe. And then I got into Jamie Foy with Joe. Um, and then as, as time's gone on, Joe's shown me loads of videos and like the English scene. So like get Lester, and cover version blips cover cover vision i can't remember what it's called and stuff like that blueprint and over that time i've ended up developing a love for british skateboarding as well and yes. especially as i get to meet a lot of these guys as well like because we'll be out there and, and i'll end up meeting james bush who's in get lester who's amazing and a really lovely guy um and like uh chris file is like one of my favorite um interactions i've had because he's just super nice guy and um, I snapped my board at the UK champs doing it just on a flat bar. And I think by the end of the day, he was like, oh, you snapped your board earlier, didn't you? Or, or whatever. And he just gave me his board. And I was like, yo, are you sure? Like Joe, Joe, I'm sure Joe can sort me a board. He was like, mate, I want you to have it. And he just gave me the board. And I was just, you know, it meant, it meant so much to me at that moment, just to, to have a board off a pro who I, I think he's pro that I love. Like He is. Yes, one of my, so he's I... up there for sure. I remember Chris Vile when he was on Rad, back when I was a grom. Uh, Christian Stevenson used to do this program on Channel 5 when there was only five channels. Oh, show my age. And Chris Vile was on Rad. And I remember when I first met um, Chris Vile, and it was down in Boardmasters. And 
yeah, absolutely. Really nice guy, but gnarly as well. I guess all street skaters generally are pretty gnarly personalities. Chris Farley's the sink out. Like such an amazing. I've when you go to the spots, like I go to all these spots with Joe. When you go to the spots, it just whole new perspective. Um, what's his name? The uh, real Harry Lintel went to um, one of the spots. That's his ender. He does a tray flip into this bank. You go stand up there, and you you, you wouldn't even jump into you. You don't even look at it. It's not a spot. It's not a spot at all. And he tray flipped into it, and it's just insane. Like, but until you're there, you don't really. I I'm not Appreciate very good at, at seeing how big and how gnarly a spot is unless I'm stood at the top of that rail looking at it, imagining jumping on it. And as soon as you're up there, it's like a completely different ball game. It's like how does how does how does anyone board slide this? Let alone what Joe does when he like flip back lips something. You're just like how you know. It's I... this um spit escape. I went to that, you remember Van's Propeller, that, that film? And there's uh, Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker does this huge 50-50 down this uh, green rail. And I, I went think, to America yeah. and I was with Lizzie Armento's uh, clang, name, name clanger, but I was with Lizzie Armento's mum. She took me to the rail because I wanted to see it. It's at this high, high school near, um, near Santa Monica. I think it's about an hour away. And poor, poor Lizzie's mum had to drive me all the way to this rail and I just had to look at it because it's so big. They've skate stopped it now, but it's so, so big. And seeing it in real life, I mean, seeing it in Vans Propeller is amazing, but seeing it in real life, I, I wouldn't have even done one of the handrails going down the six stair. And it's just like, shh, shh, shh. Completely new perspective. Like, if it looks big on the footage, it's absolutely massive. Like it's ginormous, especially English spots. Like English spots look smaller. I don't know what it is. They just look smaller. The stairs are too big and it just so hard. Like most of my job as a filmer is trying to make stuff look big, trying to make stuff look bigger than it is. Cause we go to a spot in England and it's massive. It's crusty. It's straight into the floor. It's like a nipple high rail, you know, you've got to get on it right in the, and, and we get there and I film it and I'm like, damn, that was so gnarly. And you look back at the footage, you're like, why does it look so small? Like you just want to bring everyone that sees the video and be like, look at this rail. This is, this is insane. But um, you just can't make it look good sometimes. And it's so annoying as a filmer when you have can't you... give props to, to the, the skater. Have you been to America? Um, not as a skater. No, like as a, as a kid, I've been, that's it. Cause that's, that's what Joe said. And that's what a number of people have said is how crusty the UK is, the crusty spots. And I think going back to your point about Get Leicester, you've got Baghead crew, you've got a number of different crews, you've got crews up in Scotland, Wales, and they're all gnarly. And I almost feel like the British scene, unless they go to America, is so underrated. Like Div went to America and made a name for himself and Stu Graham. I don't know why I'm suddenly naming Scottish skaters because there's, I mean, Ben Ramers did it as well. <laughs> but like, I just feel like there's a, such an underrated uh class of skateboarding in the uk although i haven't said that i think the baghead videos and even the get lester videos have appeared on thrasher but like you say people watch it and they'll be like oh that's niger's doing a 20 stair then joe's only doing a 16 stair and it's like yeah but the concrete and the rail that he's skating is almost perfect for skateboarding but this 16 stair yeah, it's like a skate park so says joe he says it's like you know it's like a skate park rail and um i mean i was skating a seven stair just a little seven stair um on sunday and the ground tore me to shreds kind of thing like you fall once and your your hands torn open and you're bleeding and that's just english spots like the run-up's crusty the landing's crusty 
it's probably i think it's like east coast or or in europe you know like there's always these crusty ass spots and i think california is just so smooth i'd love to go to cali skate these like big big looking spots that are actually like quite low rails and stuff because I, I get joe takes me to the rail like here's a good rail you could skate this and i'm looking and i'm like i don't want to i don't want to skate this i don't want to jump on this he'll just jump on it first try i'm like oh my god now i gotta try i'm <laughs> dreading it uh do you have any do you have any more stories that we've missed out from from now and from the podcast that joe's done just just in case i missed anything out i want to make sure filming in sketchy spots and someone shouting out the window or um but not nothing no, you know nothing comes to mind right away but um there's just all these little moments these like little crazy moments that um and nas festival was uh had some wild moments in it and because i was camping with joe and uh everyone in there so like they had they got a um, wheelie bin they filled it with ice and water and they were just taking turns ice bathing in it the, some of the athletes i was like christ just woken up last thing i'll do <laughs> jump in a pool of ice <laughs> literally a fucking wheelie bin they're just like stood in it like that <laughs> i was like i'm not having to go final couple of questions what's your favorite thing oh wait, wait we'll go with negative first what's the worst thing with filming with joe I don't know about with Joe in particular. I won't call him out too hard. But, um, <laughs> filming in general is hard. Like, yes. Like the I I, think I really crouch into weird positions, and I'll, I'll find I've been there for two hours, and like you you hurt muscles you didn't know you had, kind of thing. Filming, I've got like back. I'm sure my back is going to be damaged when I'm older. Um, or when you're like filming lines, and when you film skateboarding you kind of stand on one leg and you use the other leg to constantly be stopping or pushing or so you're never like stood comfortably on the board and that really works the muscles so joe's always like oh i'll trade i'll push the button um <laughs> it can't be that hard filming and all of this and then when we we've been switching roles recently and he's like my arms are getting tired how do you i'm bored how do you how do you sit here and do this how and i'm like jumping down the stairs or whatever having in my opinion more fun than filming like filming destroys me like i feel pretty messed up after three hours of filming it's tiring props to all the, props to the filmers out there especially like the ones that film tech skating where it takes you know days even to land a trick like that is commitment like you've got to be dedicated to be a filmer and you've like you you don't get much of the glory as well like so you've got to really you know i i love seeing joe succeed like i love i love seeing him get on zero that was massive that made me really happy so i get to kind of like share in his achievements to an extent if you know what i mean not in like a stealing them way but in like a we're a kind of a team and we get to work together but um it's just hard like it's it's hard you know we'll be we'll we'll go out saturday morning we'll get home saturday 8 9 10 p.m and i've been out for 14 hours filming you know it's a long day so you got to be prepared he definitely shared that it's a team effort and that he was sharing like sponsor stuff that was coming and product with you to make sure that you were sorted out, which is really nice. And I'm not sure every skater does that with their filmers. I'm very lucky. He sorts me out. Um, he does what he can, but at the end of the day, skaters don't get, you know, they don't get enough. Um, they don't get paid enough to do what they're doing. And I'm not stealing anything from Joe. He's putting in so much of the work. He's killing himself. He's driving to the spots. I've never met a human being that dedicated in my life. Can't believe it. I just want to have a lion sometimes and he's just on it, on it, on it. So um, props to Joe. He's killing it. And he needs more people backing him because 
I've never met a guy that puts so much in and gets so little out. But um, well, hopefully that's changing now. He's on Skateboard GV now, so that's a pretty major, major achievement as a skateboarder. I, I feel awesome. now in 2023. What's the best thing that you found with skateboard, with filming skateboarding with Joe and in general? I keep double, double firing these questions. <laughs> um, you mentioned it earlier when you, you said traveling, like I think as in going to other countries and cultures and stuff. But um, for me, even just traveling in England and seeing all of these cities and meeting all of these people is its own reward. It'd be amazing if we were going to other countries as well, but just getting to to go places I never would have gone and to, to, to film skating or to be a part of skating in a way I never would have been. I was just skating for fun. And then I, when I met Joe, and I'm still only skating for fun, but suddenly I'm like in this world, I never would have skated these comps. I never would have... Um, I wouldn't be being interviewed right now for a podcast. You know, it's just taken me places. It's taken me places I never would have imagined um, filming. So, like, yeah, that's probably my favorite thing. It's just the experiences I've had. And if I go to Cali and I'll be in the warehouse with Jamie Thomas potentially and stuff, you know, little the things like that that you'd never expect. That it's just it's just crazy if it happens. And that's like the the blessing that I've been given that's been handed to me. And um, he, Joe says I've got a, a knack for filming, so I guess I'm lucky to to have filmed him right on that day one so that he didn't kick me off <laughs> straight away. If I'd screwed up that first clip, he'd have been like, nah, I'm good. So you'd not filmed before. That's the thing is, filming's not easy uh, for a number of reasons. One, you've got to be like slightly natural at it. And two, I was going to ask you, your, the camera weight, is the camera, the P2, is that quite, quite heavy? Because DSLRs are quite light, so it's even holding a DSLR, Yanine Blesser Cotton Socks in NAS last year was like, oh, it's so heavy because I had it rigged up with a light. You know, it was a big, heavy lens. So Yanine was complaining about it being too heavy. Yeah. What's the P2 like? Do you have a tripod for that one? I have a tripod, but I can't really, you don't really want to use the tripod because you're going to have to like pan and zoom. And um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's heavier than the, the DSLR. Um, I, I, when I was filming Tommy and MK recently, I had my fisheye on the, on the P2 cam and um, filming a line with that was like a new new level of, of I could really feel that I definitely needed some muscles on me because that doing that for three or four hours would be killer. Luckily, he, he didn't take that long. Um, it's heavy. It's heavier than the, I filmed Fisheye on Joe's DSLR and that doesn't feel too heavy to me now. Um, but the P2 is, it's hefty. It's um, It's like, you know, big camera. I once had someone come up to me and be like, is this for the BBC? And it was like one of the first days filming with the P2 camera. And I was like, damn, I look a lot more professional now, I think. <laughs> I, think we can wing <laughs> I think we can wing things a bit more now. Well, that's the thing with, you've got two different ways. The thing with a DSLR is it looks like you're just a nobody taking photos. So if you've got a, like an AS, A7S three or, or even an S5 II, which is almost doing professional level cinema grade videography, and then a security guard or a policeman comes along from another country, then you can kind of be like, oh, no, I'm just, just taking photos. Whereas if you've got a massive P2 or something, someone's going to be a bit more like, you, you, have you got a permit for that? Whereas on the other hand of that, yeah. if you do look professional, people are going to leave you alone. They're going to let you get on with it, you hope, and be less in... I, I find, I, like exactly. Like even not security or even just normal people are much more likely if I, if I have to say oh, could you move out the way so that he can land here? They're much more, I think they take it much more seriously 
because it's more professional you know joe will get me to ask people as well because apparently i'm i'm i'll be the one to go and ask someone to move or to to or whatever because he's like oh they'll get angry at me but you've got a gentle face or whatever joe says about me like he says um he, he everyone just tries to be okay send me over to try and like quell the the storm or whatever i can i can understand that joe's got a mean especially when he's concentrating at nas when he was concentrating and making sure he's got his rundown he's got a mean face it's weird like people do just want to be even when he's being nice to people they turn on him and i'm and i i'm not used to it because people are so nice to me and i i i think about joe's face just makes people want to fight him it's so strange I was going to mention that the fact that as well with a DSLR, it's lighter, but if you haven't got good stabilization, the image becomes a lot more wobbly. Whereas with a P2 with a def lens on, it's heavy. So it's those cameras, I believe, don't have image stabilization built in. So the more heavy they are, the better they are for filming, you know, these kind of like well, street lines and the mini ramp bowl, whatever it is you've got a better steady cam because it's heavier unless you've got a DSLR rigged up. But the other end of that is if you've been filming for 12 hours in a day, it, it, you're basically doing a workout. I mean, yeah, just have one massive right arm and one tiny little noodle left arm. <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah, it's heavy, it's a workout, especially filming lines. It's um, completely different muscles to when you're skating is when you're filming. Obviously, it's not as intense as jumping down a 12 stair. But um, I'll film Joe for two hours, three hours, and then I'll be cold at the spot and it'll be like, he'll be like, right, it's your turn to do the trick you wanted to do. And I've just been filming for like two or three hours and I'm cold as anything. And I'm like doing ollies on flat in front of the the handrail, just like trying to warm up just to get my head in the game to jump on this rail. It's um, it's uh, it's not easy for us filmers. And your clips always look bad when you're the filmer because someone else is filming it who can't film. <laughs> so Joe, Joe will film my clip and he'll chop my whole head off and chop my whole body out and I'm like why can't I film my own clips and make you look so good <laughs> <laughs> so true uh, and weather <laughs> weather's a huge one I'm in Mexico at the moment and it's 25 degrees it's got suddenly got mad hot in February but that's another difference between the California scene and the British scene and I remember that from the blueprint days they made a point of that is you've got You've got people doing lines in like scarves and beanies because of how cold it is. And I think someone who comes from a warm climate who's never been to a cold climate can understand how horrible it is and how much more difficult it is to skate, warm up, be sweaty and have like a really sweaty like inside t-shirt but then have to have a jacket on because you're going to be cold underneath and be trying to yeah. do street tricks or lines and it's damp and there's leaves everywhere. It's a nightmare. And it's like a freezing, uh, like... When it's really cold, it's dry. It's weird, but like when it's like not too cold, it rains. But it's when it gets really cold in England, it stays dry. And so Joe's so excited to get out there and skate. It's like minus one, minus two. I don't want to sit there and film in minus two, especially if we go to the skate park. I get a sweat on, and then I've got to sit in my, you know, wet, sweaty clothes. I take change of clothes now because I've learned cold. the hard way. But you're just freezing cold. And but yeah, warming up. Yeah, the board hurts more when it hits you or the floor hurts more when it hits you when you're cold it's, injuries um... i was going to mention that like i destroyed my shoulder when i was 21 and ever since ever since being 21 and having relocation surgery every winter it's like someone's attached a different arm to me and i'm like <coughs> like something like the wizard of oz needing a bit of oil <laughs> i mean i've got like my ankles 
just hurt all the time. But I think, yeah, in the cold, they hurt a lot more. For sure. The final question. Oh, there's two yeah. things I've missed out and I've not gone into the opener, which I absolutely love. Trev's idea, but I absolutely love it. If you were at a bar and you're a beverage, let's hope a wine, a wine bottle, but if you're a beverage, what would you describe yourself as? Any beverage. Any beverage. I don't know. That's just... I'm the kind of person who would have to sit, sit and think about that for a long time. But uh, a wine bottle, I mean, you take me back to being 17 and there was these two pound bottles of wine in the shop. I'd say that's me. The cheap stuff. The, the, the two, the <laughs> two pound. It, it, I reckon, uh, dare I jump in, I reckon that you'd probably be one of the cheap wines at Lidl that still taste absolutely amazing because your filming is amazing. Oh, okay. I'll take that. That sounds better than what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, and then finally, which I, I can't believe I've messed this one up so badly, but finally, do you have any shout outs or just a- anything you'd just like to wrap this podcast up with? Uh, shout out to, you know, my family and because they're all awesome. And I love them and my girlfriend. Shout out to Vitor, but um, Matt, who runs the brand because he's a super nice guy. Um, and the the grip, the my friend Amy, who sends me grip, big shout out to her. And um, anyone that that has met me at the skate park, like you're all awesome, and I love skating with you. So yeah, and shout out Rob for the, for the podcast and, and for skate wine. Did, did you insane. shout out Joe Henson? But um, I hate you, Joe. You're not getting a shout out, Joe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shout out oh. Joe because obviously much for me, and um, he's my good close friend. So that's quality. I know that. You being a filmer, I was going to be able to talk about cameras and uh, editing and all that sort of good stuff. And you've got a good mic. So I'm really looking forward to how this comes out with the audio. But thank you ever so much, Charlie. It's been a really good hour and 10 minutes conversation. Well, I, I thoroughly I nervous, enjoyed it. Just... <laughs> was I was that? nervous, but I've just chatted. Yeah. So um, hopefully it's all right. No, it was and, a good um, chat. It's just been super, super enjoyed it. So thanks i'm looking forward to the questions if anyone's got any then that'll be exciting so but yeah thanks ever so yeah, much just, charlie just, no thank you like i've i'm i didn't i don't feel like i'm a massive um name or anything but um it's just super fun this is the kind of thing that's quite fun to do so i appreciate you giving me a chance to to chat shit right are you ready charlie i'm ready let's do it for the q a if anyone's wondering why we're suddenly wearing different clothes except that we've just realized that i'm not wearing different clothes it's because i've had to slot in charlie's q a later because i've done amy rams around the same time so to get questions in i've delayed it a day hence why we're in different clothes right first question from the man himself joe hinson how how do you put up with hinson's bullshit whilst filming <laughs> i like he's asked a question about himself <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Um, <laughs> no, I just uh, got used to it. I'm a patient man. I'll put it like that. Aww. I'm a very patient filmer. Uh, <laughs> he also follows up with, tell him I love him. Oh, That's very nice. <laughs> Dr. Trey's ones question. When did you first begin skateboarding? I think we did cover that already, but let's roll with that one. Yeah. I could ride a board when I was a kid, but um, when I was 18, I sold my 3DS, bought a skateboard, and the rest is history. Got back into it properly. Yeah, F computer games. 
Although I have just been spending the last half an hour looking at <laughs> GPUs and uh, computer games, so that's that's ironic. Liv Waters' response, why do you always say you're bad at skateboarding when you're not? Now, I have to say, and I have to cut in quickly, <laughs> that I totally agree with this sentiment. When I was asking you about skateboarding, you're like, oh, kind of average. Like, who can do heel flip board slides? Not many people. Fair, but I skate with Joe all the time, and I skate with, like these skaters who are at such a good level and so i guess i compare myself to them but yeah i mean i should start i should be i should be less humble and appreciate what i can do but that question comes from my girlfriend so we'll uh, thanks for helping me uh, for my um <laughs> my self-hate i i i i i hate the way i skate like i really want to be better but i feel like this the day you don't want to be better you you stop learning you stop progressing so the way it is i totally agree and skating with someone like joe hinson i was skating with oscar meza name clang again on saturday and he's obviously the olympic skateboarder for mexico he's super super good he used to ride for flip skateboards now rides for rip and dip and watching him skate he did a 360 ollie blunt on the rail uh, and i filmed it and I was like, right, I want to learn a new trick. I didn't manage to get it in the end, but I was trying to learn a new trick. And I think skateboarding with people who are like so superior to yourself definitely pushes your skateboarding ability. Pushes you for sure. But also um, at times makes you feel like you're not able to do what you want to do. Like Inferior. I was skating with Joe this weekend. We went to this little seven stair rail. He's like, oh, I fumbled this when I was 12 or whatever he said. And I was there trying to skate it, really struggling to skate it. It was windy. The ground was, and I was, I was losing my mind. I was like, so mad. I was like, this should be easy and saying all this stupid stuff when really it's hard. Like skating's hard. I need to give, my, I need to be more patient. Like he takes yes. me to these fucking, he, he takes me to like 12 stair, 13 stair, 14 stair rails. And I'm like, I don't. I don't want to jump on this, but I do, but I don't, but I do. And it just becomes a battle. So yeah, I'm trying, just want to be better. Just want to be the best I can be before I'm old and crippled. This, that's it. I think <laughs> it's, it's uh... <laughs> hey, you're still younger than me. I think it's that battle between skateboarding. <laughs> it's like skateboarding for yourself and competing with yourself and not comparing yourself to others, but also being inspired by other skateboarding, basically. Famalam's response, in your Instagram story about gifted haters fan base insulting you, you said whole entire so you done. Oh, that's a, that's a gifted hater fanboy that's just come in, that's come in and hijacked, hijacked the Q&As. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I'm putting that in there. That's amazing. I can't, I was like, how oh, is I should, I should ask you that, Rob. <laughs> I should be asking you that. Uh, I I mean I agree with I'm him. I agree with him. I'm I just trolling. I'm, <laughs> I'm just trolling. Obviously, obviously, the whole entire gifted hater fan base isn't an idiot. But I just I'm a troll. I'm a troll at heart. Where it comes to people like gifted hater, I can't believe that. I haven't even read through these. You've heard it here first on the wine club. <laughs> Uh, next up, we've got Jake Powell's response. Thank God for someone normal and human. How do you put up with all of Joe's shit? You must have nerves of steel with a load of a load of emojis. I don't know whether you can see that. <laughs> oh, I love you, Jake. Yeah. Um, nerves of steel or just patience of a saint. I don't know. Same, same answer that I gave Joe. Like I just, I've learned to deal with him in my own way. 
but um no he's my mate at the end of the day and i love him so i'm i'm happy to i'm he's he puts me puts up with me as well i'm not exactly easy in my own ways so ah um that i think as well like if he started to film you he might start understanding how much patience you need as a filmer <laughs> i'm oh my god i'm worse than him i i lose it that wasn't I feel like it's when i'm with joe it's just me and him i know him so well so i'm like that wasn't a dig at you that was just a general rob that hurts stop it please <laughs> skateboarding stop. in general like sometimes it takes ages to get tricks uh a a aile's aile's response a i i a e i that's a difficult one to say what makes starburst so juicy <laughs> who knows i'm not even sure that's i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure uh, that's a legit question. After our Starburst. <laughs> they like mince up like harvest fairy organs and fucking paste it or something. I don't know. You ask, ask Starburst. Ask Starburst. I think that's my mate. Thank, thank you. That's a classic. Question. These Love questions that. have been so entertaining. <laughs> Liv, Liv Latives response. Have you ever seen Joe Hinson land a heel flip back lip? No, I have not. I landed one of them the other day, and um, I don't want Joe to learn it because he'll land it in like ten tries, and I'll be like, "That took me like five hours." Cheers, Joe. Can Joe <laughs> heel flip though? Joe Joe's got a good heel flip. He oh. says he doesn't, but he oh. he, he can hit bigger stuff than I can. He's got a good heel flip. He's got a good V heel, um, and if he wanted to, he could heel flip front board. I'm sure of it. I but please get... don't encourage him. That's my trick. <laughs> Let me have I... that one, Joe. Please. <laughs> I need to get back on the heel flips. That's a classic. Uh, li again, Liv Latif's response. What's been your darkest moment filming Joe? Darkest moment? I don't know. I have days where I'm really not in the mood and I'm like miserable. So there was one time we were out. I think we were in Kent and I had like a mega migraine. I fell asleep in the back of the car on the way on, in between spots. I was like out cold in the back of the car and they had to wake me up, <laughs> drag me out the car to film. I was not having a good day that day. <laughs> That was a dark one. I that was a question actually that I wanted to ask, and also another one that that uh, Livalatives, I think it's maybe live and let live, but Livalatives response. He's also asked, or she has also asked. Joe sacked himself on the feeble. I was meant to ask about this. Was your first thought you've been framed two hundred pounds? <laughs> no. Oh my god, Joe would kill me if I let a clip go, especially a sack. Yeah, he broke his tailbone on this kink trail. I think that's the shit we're talking about. Um, it was nasty. Um, he was in pain. He drove home and he had a. He was like sitting on some peas, but like suspending himself in the car, and he still drove with the broken tailbone. He didn't trust me to drive his car. <laughs> he wouldn't let me drive. So that, um, that yeah, doesn't surprise me. He, he it, stacked a rail the other day as well. But, um, he ended up landing it, so uh, he was chilling. I've I've had a suspected fractured tailbone and it's the most it's one of the most painful things because it's just an agony it just doesn't stop it's like it's just pain literally like pain in the ass oh wow you've got a load more yeah, on said, the the wine club carry on sorry he said it was the worst yeah no, no let's let's get through them we got lots of questions let's do you've it. got loads of questions you might be up up there contending with uh, Ben Groves uh, from the wine club uh, account we've got Project Twenty Three UK's question. How often do you f up a clip and have has and have Joe? I think it's going to be has has Joe raged at you? When I started filming, I would fuck up clips every now and again, 
but Joe would never get angry. He'd just be like, that's the way it is. Um, but now I would say I haven't fucked up a clip in a long time. And it's very rare now if I if I do make a mistake. Like, it, I, when I'm filming a line, maybe I might chop his head a little bit here or there. But I don't film many lines of Joe. It's mostly just handrails. No, I don't really <laughs> fuck clips anymore. Um, but I used to, and Joe was always super patient, super chill. He knows what it's like. He knows I was learning. So he never he's never raged at me. He's raged at the trick. He's been like, I have to do this trick again. But he's not raging at me. He understands that that's what happens. If I was to delete a clip or lose a clip, then he'd rage at me. But I haven't yet, thank goodness. But yeah, no, he's been he's good. He's he's good with me in that it's regard. All, it's also interesting that he is a a rail hammer guy, really. I, I mean, he can. I've seen him at NAS. He came third at NAS last year. He can put lines together for sure. He's definitely a a rail hammer content guy, isn't he? Yeah, I mean. Almost every clip I film is um, either long lens, which is so easy. I actually get bored. Like, he'll be skating a massive rail and I'll be doing long lens. And I just get bored because I'm just stood there. Like, I don't have to do a lot. So the actual filming part's boring, obviously. When he lands the trick, I'm stoked. But, you know, you do get a bit desensitized to it. So it's it's just like I was standing in the cold um, just for like two hours filming a long lens trick. And I was just kind of bored and cold and, you know. Whereas when I film a line, it's like I'm being challenged, so I'm a lot yes. less bored in that way. But, so a lot of people are like, I must be sick to film the hammers, and it is. But you do. I've been a bit desensitized to it now Then I actually have more fun when I'm being challenged, when I'm trying to film a complicated line, when I can get a bit artsy with it, which doesn't happen often with Joe, to be fair. But he can film a, a mean line when he wants to. He We're going to have to push. We're going to have to push for the Joe, Joe Hinson lines now. Yeah. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like a narcotics brand. <laughs> Joe Hinson. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along swiftly. Steam Jam's response. Can you kickflip? No. Yes, I can. In the game of skate, I'll land a kickflip like one out of three, maybe. Um, but I, I don't do them on anything. I don't do them up Euro gaps. Don't, no, I can't really kickflip. Can varial flip and tray flip. Can't kickflip. Can fakey flip. Fakey flip's better than my kickflip. It's another trick. Don't know well, it's another aspect of skating where you're either a kickflip person or a heel flip person. I actually, um, I was a kickflipper and this I wasn't very good at skating, but I was a kickflipper and I rolled my ankle so bad I couldn't flick on the board. Like, it just hurt so bad. But I could heel flip and that was like the moment I stopped kickflipping and started heel flipping because I physically couldn't kickflip. And so... That day, that was probably like four or five years ago, and I've just been a heel flipper since then. Now my ankle doesn't hurt, but it doesn't flick. Like I have no flick strength, so I I, I guess when I flick my heel, I flick it. But my toe, yeah, my kick flips are awful. I got the worst kick flip ever. I land it, and it's like vertical, sideways, barely off the floor, and I'm happy. I'm like, yeah, kick flip finally landed a kick flip. <laughs> yeah, I heel flips are. Awful. I've never had a heel flip. But I had a mean kickflip in my mid, early to mid twenties, probably early twenties, before I destroyed myself. And I've lost it. I've lost it. I have no kickflip. It's so strange. I tr I try and try. I saw you do a nolly back heel or something. Or was that nolly back flip? Uh, that was me. That was probably me trying to learn a. Oh yeah, nolly backside flip. Yes, yes. Yeah, but my switch flips better yeah, than my it. my kick flips now. That's what's annoying. I don't do kick flips anymore, and I need to. I need to practice my kick flips and my heel flips. 
I need to practice. I need to learn switch flip. That's my goal. I'm going to learn that one. That was a question for Joe Hinson about the nolly flip. I was like, that's the one trick I've got over him. So he can't learn nolly flips and he can't learn heel flip lip slide. <laughs> Street jam. Australia. I think he nolly flips south bank. Oh, really? All right, let's see it. What's next? Uh, street jam. So. Might be nolly heel. Oh, I haven't seen that. You have to get, I have to get Joe to get that clip out. On, Another one from St Steam Jam. What skate advice do you give to Joe Hinson, which he consistently ignores? <laughs> These Don't questions are epic. Joe <laughs> <laughs> never listens to my advice. Like, and like the thing is, I'll give him a piece of advice normally to do with the Instagram or you should do this, you should do that. And then like six months later, he'll get told it by either the back Jamie the Thomas. Dark Star, the Dark Star TM. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jamie Thomas would tell him he'll be like, yeah, Jamie's told me to start posting more reels. And I, oh, it, it wasn't that. And I'm like, yeah, I told you that like a year ago and you just ignored me. I'm like, great. Cheers, Joe. <laughs> no, I, I don't give him skating advice. I ask him for skating advice. And half the time the answer is just go fast and commit. So <laughs> that's what you get with Joe. I love that you've no, gone no from advice. skating advice to social media advice. Yeah, <laughs> that's the advice I'll give him because he's always like talking about stuff like that we're like we're like discussing stuff like that a lot of the time in the car two hours to the spot so that's where i give him advice and he never takes it but it's fine <laughs> he totally just shuts off the the car journey that you've just had <laughs> i think this is the final final question and again it's from steam jam hey. do you have a job besides your dedication to skating and filming i'd like to add dedication to joe hinson really at the end of this <laughs> um on and off i've had many um but nothing really sticks and i've just moved so i'm like looking for a for a new part-time just to tide me over but i'm um, not really i want to do video editing i've dabbled in this dabbled in that made some money busking in the past and yeah just bits and bobs gardening mainly gardening jobs i used to nice. do a lot of them um helping people out so if anyone's got any work for me, please. I'm desperate. I'm so poor. <laughs> it's turned into a yeah, Charlie yeah. back ad job advert. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want my CV, email me, um, message me, contact me. <laughs> but no, love that. Thanks for the questions from everyone there. Some, yes. some of my mates, Sarah. Um, I good to hear from you all. You're uh, doing my bit. I was going to just about to say that. I was about to say thanks everyone for sending in the questions. <laughs> I'll pass you over Legend. to Charlie. Well done, everyone. This has been the Skate One Podcast. I'll just do the outro for you. Um, shout out, Gifted Hater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no mammies. Well, thanks, Charlie, for those uh, for answering those <laughs> questions. I, I am now going to switch to the listener. I'm now going to switch back to the past of the outro that we did have, which will run hopefully now. Wow, I hope you liked the back end. That was Trev Johnson's always having to go at me because I look like I'm in my nan's house. It's not my nan's house. And this is now my skateboard aesthetic, which I hope everyone enjoyed. Thank you ever so much, Charlie Bach. That was a really good conversation. If you haven't already, please get the old click on the old subscribe buttons. I believe there is on Spotify, Amazon Music and Apple Podcasts. Thanks to Charlie Bach. That was a really good episode nine of The Wine Club. Thanks for listening. Give us a review. Peace and love. The Wine Club. Who you guys working for? Who is this? It's uh, Skate Wine. Oh, beautiful. Did you say Skate Wine? Yeah. Yes, sir.